2: it's the John Fugelsang Podcast. I was all set tonight to talk about how, you know, I was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and I saw Jonathan Carl <laughs> accept an award for his reporting. And, uh, and it was one of the high points in the night when I was terrified of COVID 19 being in that place. I called it the Starfucker Super Spreader. Well, all jokes aside, Jonathan Carl just tested positive for COVID 19. After being at the dinner, he sat next to Kim Kardashian. Uh, He was talking with Biden and shook Biden's hand. Yes, the dinner, all the epidemiologists warned us about. But um, I was going to talk about that. However, we got to get ready, folks, for the misdirect, or as I call it, no misdirection home. Because let's talk about what's really going on in the headlines today. This unprecedented leak of a potential Supreme Court decision to overturn abortion rights has shocked everyone in U.S. politics and everyone who cares about U.S. politics. Now, they they haven't finalized their abortion decision just yet, but as of now, it's probable, not just possible, it's likely, the court is going to announce sometime this summer they are ending the only federal abortion protections, and they're going to do it by overturning the Roe v. Wade decision from 1973. Quick reminder, the five justices doing this, uh, four of them, were appointed by presidents the majority of americans voted against the fifth clarence thomas appointed by a president the american people voted out of office who uh, was also a president who opposed the 1964 civil rights act little context there um roe v wade guaranteed women the right to terminate a pregnancy until about you know 22 to 24 weeks of pregnancy it has been leaked and last night we were excited to finally go back to our studio And right when we were about to go on the air, I'm talking 15 minutes before we went live, this story broke about the leak to Politico. And they have confirmed as of today that it's authentic. Uh, Justice John Roberts confirmed it today, but he, he said it wasn't final. He said, we at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees and law clerks alike intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Chief Justice Roberts, we don't know where he's coming down yet on this, He's very mad about the leak. He's putting the Supreme Court's police force on the hunt for whoever leaked the draft opinion. He said, uh, to the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. Folks, I don't know how much you paid attention to our Republican brothers and sisters today, but boy howdy. If you were expecting a victory lap, that what they've worked for for 50 years has finally come to fruition, you didn't get that. And it's rather interesting how angry they were. Let me just say, the last time I saw authoritarians this upset about their evil plans being leaked, it involved a Death Star. Because this leak has allowed the far right to engage in their favorite activity, making themselves the victim. And this leak is treason! See, most Republicans are focusing on the leak, and they're really upset. And I was confused. You guys have been working towards this all my life. When Roe was first decided, it wasn't that controversial. But by the end of the 1970s, the Jerry Falwells had weaponized the issue, and it helped get Ronald Reagan elected president. And for 40 years, they have tried to build the Supreme Court of their dreams, a conservative court not focused on helping the poor, the sick, the marginalized, a court focused on criminalizing abortion which the Bible never forgives, forbids, which is to say it's a court based on Christian values that rejects the values of Christ. You remember how mad George Bush Sr. was when his other Supreme Court pick, David Souter, turned out to not want to put women in jail for this? Oh, he was furious that he'd been tricked. Well, with the help of the Federalist Society and their unwavering devotion to criminalizing women's reproductive rights, with the help of Mitch McConnell blocking nominations with the help of Donald Trump, only caring about himself and doing any kind of nominations, as long as it was transactional, they're finally achieving it. And folks, this is what this Supreme Court was designed to do. It's what they've been doing. Nearly 90% of U.S. counties, as we have now, have a clinic. I, I mean, I'm sorry, nearly 90% of, of U.S. counties don't have a clinic that offers abortions. And here's the proof they won. They won. The dog has got the car. So why aren't they happier? Why aren't our Republican friends celebrating their victory against Roe v. Wade? Here's Mitch McConnell, who's really mu- much more upset about the leak than about rights being taken away from women in America. He led the charge of GOP congress folk more concerned with the leak than the ruling. Somebody,
3: likely somebody inside the court itself, leaked a confidential internal draft to the press, almost certainly in an effort to stir up an inappropriate pressure campaign to sway an outcome. The radical left immediately rallied around the toxic stunt. The cheerleaders for partisan court-packing applauded.
4: What they suggested (laughs) was the work
3: of, quote, a brave clerk making a last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to cause a political firestorm, and cause the court to reconsider. Liberals want to rip the blindfold off Lady Justice. What? They want to override impartiality. What? With what intimidation. That, what, is, what? It's your own plans. They want to elevate plans. mob rule what? over it's, what's, the rule of law.
2: That's democracy he's talking about. Mob rule. When they say mob rule, they mean one person, one vote. Can I just say I love listening to Mitch McConnell because it always sounds like Darth Vader and Elmer Fudd fucked and had a child. Several transmissions were beamed to Poitico by Webel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. So they're, they're slamming this leak as this big liberal conspiracy to stop Roe v. Wade from being overturned. But couldn't it just be, and the Wall Street Journal had an editorial on this, uh, that the conservatives are trying to do this? That Chief Justice Roberts is taking one vote for a compromise and overturning a 5-4 opinion by Alito? This theory is that the leak came from the conservative side, possibly from a clerk for a conservative justice who's really worried that this majority, 5-4, is going to get away with getting rid of abortion, but it might be unraveling. So we're going to leak it now to force Chief Justice Roberts to come on, come in line. I mean, like, that's a real theory. A a lot of journalists were saying this today. They were trying to lock in this five-justice conservative majority. Fox host Tommy Lauren says that Democrats are going to hold an insurrection over Roe. And before you listen to this, I want to warn you, what you're about to hear is incredibly stupid.
0: Uh, Talking about this leak, do you think that this was an intimidation tactic?
4: Take it, Tommy. Absolutely,
0: an intimidation tactic and also a distraction tactic here. I think that the only way the Democrats have a chance in November is if they rile everybody up, get people to the polls with these emotional, cultural issues, of course, abortion is one that's going to be very high emotion, very intense for the country. This is their effort to distract from everything that's going wrong (laughs) and play to the heartstrings of those, especially on the left, that this -hmm. this issue is so important, to. And I think we're going to see the summer 2020 reignited with protests and, dare I say, an insurrection. I know that's a dirty word, but
2: I think we're
0: going to see a lot more to come this week.
2: Once again, if they're trying to steal the election, it's a peaceful protest. If they're trying to get out the vote because people are angry at your horrible policies, that's the insurrection. You know, I hate to say this, but Tommy Lauren proves every negative stereotype about blondes who are also ignorant, overprivileged racist? Um, look, very few people in the court have access to these opinions. Someone in the court gave Samuel Alito's draft opinion to Politico, and that person did it to alert the public about what the court is going to do. They either did it to pressure the court to not end Roe v. Wade or to make sure the court ended Roe v. Wade. Ted Cruz, even Ted Cruz, Fat Wolverine, got to rally around the injustice of a leaked draft. The fact that this draft was leaked, as someone who spent an entire career litigating before the Supreme Court, I'm utterly horrified. (laughs) Kind of weird, huh? I mean, they've worked for this their entire careers for decades. Why aren't they happier? they won. They wouldn't let the black president have an up or down vote on his duly nominated Supreme Court pick. They fought for this and now it's apparent they're finally getting what they want. They're going to criminalize this procedure like they've promised the voters all these years. You'd think they'd be a bit more jolly about it, but instead they're playing the victim, even though they got everything they wanted. Hmm, Why might that be, friends? Here's one more outraged Republican clip. Here is doughy mediocrity and future nominee for president, Ron Boom Boom DeSantis.
4: Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's a mistake to read the federal constitution to completely prohibit any uh, pro-life protections that's not consistent with the text history structure i don't know if that opinion is going to be the actual opinion The robert said that was not the final so who knows what's going on behind the scenes i will say though to have that leak out the way it di- did was really unprecedented and mm. i think it was um you know really an attack on a lot of the justices i think it was an intentional what? thing to try to whip up uh, a lot of uh, of the public to try to make it very political, what? potentially what? try to bully them into changing one of their positions, <laughs> and that is oh. not something that's appropriate for right. uh, uh, for the judicial branch. And so I hope I know they launched an investigation. They need to figure out who did that, uh, and they need to hold them accountable because that's a real significant breach of trust. You want right. to talk about an insurrection? You know that's a judicial oh. insurrection to be Do taking you smell that out talking point? Um, and trying to kneecap. Uh, a potential majority uh, through kind of extra constitutional means. And so I I was really surprised to see that. Um, But, you know, OK, that's 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 enough.
2: I feel like I'm going to overdose on projection here. Um, You know, an insurrection there. He's saying the same thing. Tommy Lawrence said and great minds don't like to think, Um, you know, again, that's political. He says, Ron DeSantis, the government, the state having the power to force women to carry and bear a child that's not political. The state having the power to force a teenage girl to carry and bear her dad or her uncle's child, that's not political. Now, liberals have pushed back hard on this all day. And, and, you know, liberals are saying, hey, these conservatives are, are talking about the leak, but this is really about ending 50 years of abortion protection in the U.S. I mean, a generation of women have grown up, a generation of men have grown up believing this protection would be there. And now five right wing justices, four of whom appointed by presidents who lost the vote of the American people, are going to take care of that. They caught up with Elizabeth Warren today, like on the sidewalk in D.C. She was surrounded by a huge crowd, including anti-abortion protesters who were Screaming shit! This is a remarkable clip. Listen to the passion and the genuine outrage from Elizabeth Warren. Senator, how, how
0: are you feeling? I am angry. Angry looks up. Angry and upset and determined. Mm-hmm. The United States Congress can keep persuade, divide the law of the land. They just need to do it. I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country Across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain we don't as want a the law of the land. The world, we need to we're do no, that. And we have a right.
2: Dismembering extremists? 3, children We've
0: heard enough from the extremists. And we're tired of them.
2: Now keep in mind, the guy in the background yelling about the dismembering children is the guy who wants to put women in jail for terminating pregnancies. The guy yelling about dismembering children is the same guy who wants those children to be ignored as soon as poor women give birth to them. Because that fucking guy, that deep Christian, oh, he cares about the unborn, but he won't have his taxes raised to help care for the born. But here's the deal. A lot of people are saying this isn't about the leak. It's about these justices who lied to get confirmed. And the GOP knew it. And we're fine with them lying. I mean, look at Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski pretending to be shocked and now flipping. But here's the deal, folks. The leak is not the story. The story is Republicans are terrified. And that's why they're focusing on the leak. This ruling is not popular. It will not be popular. This ruling is only popular with the people... They've already got voting for them. You think the Wall Street guys who call the shots in this party and set the policy, you think those guys want abortion criminalized? Wall Street guys have used abortion to get the other two wings of the GOP, the racists and the fake Christians, to gullibly sign onto an agenda that has only been focused on redistribution of wealth and power to the top 1%. The money guys in the Republican Party, the ones who call the shots, they laugh at these pro-life folk. They don't want this. These guys don't want their mistresses to have to go to Mexico. And here's the deal. (laughs) Republicans understand the political shitstorm they have unleashed. And they understand the ramifications from orchestrating the overturning of a law that most Americans don't want overturned. I mean, a sitting Supreme Court justice's wife is helping to try to overthrow the government. And they're talking about that they're outraged about leaks. Here's the deal. We're going to join a very small group of authoritarian countries That have become more restrictive on abortion, like Hungary, Poland, Brazil. Next, well, when this happens, abortion will be left up to the states to regulate, right? That means abortion will become very difficult to obtain or illegal in about half the country. As soon as the Supreme Court hands down this ruling, because of trigger laws, abortion will be illegal right away, that hour, in 13 states. And very soon thereafter, it will be illegal in about half of all American states. Yeah, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Louisiana, Missouri, Iowa, Tennessee, Kentucky, those states, it'll become illegal right away that day. Now, it's also interesting. And they're terrified because Alito's opinion says Roe was egregiously wrong because it protects a right that wasn't included in the text of the Constitution Uh, by that reasoning. Dozens of other Supreme Court decisions protecting basic aspects, aspects of privacy were wrongly decided as well. This would mean every other decision related to privacy is now on the table. Joe Biden said that this refers to Griswold versus Connecticut, which stopped states from banning contraception by married couples. This refers to Oberfell, which is gay marriage. And here's what's coming. This is going to be exploited hardcore by Democrats. This legal issue is now a get-out-the-vote issue. And Biden framed this as a call to arms. He said, at the federal level, we will need more pro-choice senators and a pro-choice majority in the House to adopt legislation that codifies Roe. Democrats across the board are calling for the Senate to now eliminate or at least reform the filibuster so they can protect abortion rights in federal law. And that's not going to happen. They don't have the votes because two Democratic senators are as bought and paid for as the Republicans. Manchinima. They both reiterated their love for the filibuster again today. Despite the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. They're both saying, nope, we're not going to touch it. But there's a new poll came out today from ABC News that shows 70% of people believe women should be able to decide abortions with their doctor. And a majority believes Roe v. Wade should be upheld and legal. Guys, there is not a single state where the support for a federal ban on abortion has more than 30 percent support. Fifty four percent of Americans in the Washington Post ABC poll say Supreme Court should uphold Roe v. Wade. That was last week before this happened. Only 28 percent last week thought it should be overturned. That's a two to one majority for upholding it. And everyone who wants to overturn it is already voting for the Republicans. They have shrunk. Their available pool of voters for November Americans overwhelmingly support permitting abortion when the patient's life is in danger or for rape or incest or serious birth defects and the Republicans are going the other way so look we'll know who leaked this by the end of the week we will that it's not about the leak the leak is a misdirect and the GOP is going to have to find another thing to use to get you from talking about how bad this is for them. This will put the Republican Party at odds with the population of the country in a stark way. It's completely disingenuous, not just by Republican politicians, but by Fox News. They're all trying to avoid their own agency and responsibility for this policy that has been the cornerstone of their party for 50 years. And in the hours after this leak, the Democrats saw a fundraising surge of over $5 million. The GOP has blown it, and they know it. So friends, get ready for more lies, get ready for distractions, get ready for more disinformation to come pouring on in. They're going to talk about this leak. They're going to say that this is an insurrection. They're going to use the word woke more. Guys, they're going to do anything they can to distract from the fact that this is deeply unpopular and not good for them in the midterms. Don't fall for it. The dog has caught the car. They've been working for 40 years to achieve this and the news comes out and they're terrified because they know it's been a racket all along. They're only going to focus on the leak. They're not going to celebrate that they won. They're not going to talk about how this opinion is so out of touch with mainstream American voters. Guys, our friends in the Republican party have used this ban abortion racket for 40 years to get donations and votes. Now, The dog has caught the car. Their bluff is called. Get engaged. Get aware. Keep talking about it. Stay outraged. And Republicans, what can I say? Morons, your ride is here.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As
2: you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: I am so excited to welcome our next guest back to the show. Uh, Rachel Lazar is the President and CEO at Americans United for Separation of Church and State. She was previously Deputy Director of the Religious Action Center of Reform Judaism, where she worked to further their mission of strengthening the separation of religion and government, because that is not just a religious value, it's technically the conservative point of view. Uh, She was Senior Counsel at the National Women's Law Center. She founded and ran the Pharmacy Refusal Project, which challenged these pharmacists who were refusing to fill women's birth control prescriptions in the name of religion because if you actually read the Bible, uh, it's not against birth control. We booked Ms. Lazar to return before we ever knew there was going to be this leak to Politico about the gutting of Roe v. Wade. It is a great honor and pleasure and special privilege to welcome her back. Hello.
1: It's so nice to be back, even though it's sort of a sad moment in the country.
2: Um, Yes. Actually, not not sort of. Well, <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's it's deeply sad and outrageous at the same time. I got to tell you, twenty four hours after the shock of it, I'm already so inspired by how fired up this has gotten people, how passionate this has gotten people, how people who I thought were very disengaged and uh, a, a media that was just you know focused on nothing but inflation and and uh, undocumented immigration is now suddenly really realizing this is serious. I mean, I, I should say while it's a shock. Ms. Lazar, it's not a surprise, is it?
1: Not at all. It's not at all. And yet it feels like a gut punch to so many yeah. of us.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to open with too heavy a, a note, but when we first heard about this, I was so glad you were coming on our show because you really can't separate what's going on in this case with, with the Dobbs Mississippi abortion case from the issue of Christian nationalism. And I've viewed this abortion racket as being a long-running con that Wall Street's engaged in with politicians to get poor white folks to vote against their interest. Um, But Christian nationalism, while it might have nothing to do with actual teachings of Jesus, that doesn't mean it's not extremely powerful and not extremely dangerous.
1: Uh, Absolutely right. I mean, I think right now what we see, what's likely, is that they're coming for abortion rights. They could criminalize abortion. They're coming for birth control. They're coming for LGBTQ equality. And frankly, they're coming for racial justice. And they won't stop at anything, including overturning our democracy in order to create this white Christian privilege that they're seeking in our laws.
2: Yeah. How do you see these attacks on women's reproductive rights in terms of the separation of church and state? I mean, it's just, it's incredible to me that these folks really, they talk a good game about being conservative, but when it comes to this issue that, again, the Bible's not against, Judaism is not against, abortions are legal and free in Israel right now, um, how do you link these two issues?
1: Reproductive freedom really is religious freedom, and that's because different belief systems have different views about abortion. So your principles inform you differently on that issue. I'm Jewish, right? So in Judaism, you're actually required to have an abortion if your life and health is at risk as a woman, you're required. So my reproductive, my religious freedom requires that I have the right to choose to have an abortion if my health is at issue in my pregnancy. And that's why What we say and what are all of the members of Americans United get so intuitively is that religious freedom and reproductive freedom are tied at the hip. And as it turns out, so are all of the freedoms to live as ourselves in addition to to believing as we choose the freedom to identify as a member of the queer community, to be married to a same sex person, um, the ability to have the gender identity that you um, relate to, the ability to um, have an interracial marriage—all of this is is what's at risk right now with a court that is really not respecting precedent. And it's funny—I looked up John just to refresh my own recollection. Like, so what? What do the scholars say? about why precedent and stare decisis is so important and one of the reasons is it's something that we can rely on and it means that we know that judges are going to treat individuals the same that it doesn't it doesn't rely on chance what judge you happen to appear before that there are certain sacred ways of interpreting our constitution and our law that you can rely on when you Act in society and this court what in what looks like this very radical decision seems to have no regard for that.
2: Let me quote from the statement uh, of Americans United for separation of church and state. It's titled "Leak Supreme Court opinion overturning abortion rights foretells the religious extremist assault on our democracy. Um, y'all wrote the foundational principle of separation of church and state safeguards our right to live and believe As we choose, our laws do not allow anyone to use their religious beliefs to harm others. Allowing one person's religious beliefs to dictate another's personal medical decisions is the very definition of harm. We'll say it again. Reproductive freedom is religious freedom. That's brilliant and deeply moral, and it got me thinking. For all their many flaws, the founders were quite brilliant to recognize that freedom from religion and freedom of religion have to walk hand in hand.
1: That's exactly right. And it's something that is lost on sort of in the dialogue too much today. And Americans United is working so hard with so many people of faith and so many clergy to restore that understanding that the separation of religion and government, A, is what protects everyone's religious freedom. And people of faith care about, they get it. They get that that, that that part of one's conscience is important and they want others to have it. That's number one. But number two is the separation of religion and government protects religion. And that's why Americans United for Separation of Church and State was founded by clergy, mostly Methodist pastors, but the president of the Southern Baptist Convention and um, Seventh-day Adventists and seminary deans, because these folks realized that it's also impure And it sullies religion to have the government co-opting it. And they don't want anything to do with that. That's true religious freedom.
2: Well, that brings us to the case of a former high school football coach, Joe Kennedy, from the Bremerton School District in Washington State. Um, This is a story that we've covered quite a bit here and how the Supreme Court has now taken up the case of Coach Kennedy and his allegations that the school district violated his free speech and free exercise rights. For those who haven't heard the story, uh, at the end of every game, he would call his players onto the field and have them have a prayer together. He would also invite players from opposing teams and folks from the stands. And uh, plenty of kids who weren't necessarily believers or believers in the same way the coach was felt undue pressure to participate in this public prayer ritual. Um, Again, this was a public school. The field they were on was paid for by taxpayer dollars. I could go even deeper and say that Jesus comes out against public prayer in Matthew 6, 5, because he does. But the Supreme Court has now heard the oral arguments in this case. What does this case represent to you, and why is this case so keenly on your radar?
1: This is a case that, if it goes the wrong way, could— be one of the most egregious attacks on religious freedom in generations because it's about school prayer. Now, we all know that, and I think Congressman Jamie Raskin, when he spoke with us in front of the court on the day of the arguments, said something like, we all know that prayer has existed in public schools since the first pop math quiz. (laughs) And we know that is certainly true and that's allowed. And that's great, people can do that. But what's not okay is for an agent of the state, we're talking about public schools, right? We're only talking about public schools here. So what's not okay is for an agent of the state to impose their religious beliefs on students because that violates students and families' religious beliefs. And as a parent with kids who have been in public schools, I can tell you that that's my terrain. That is not supposed to be something that we have to worry about when we send our kids to public school. So what's at risk here, John, is the religious freedom of students and families in every K through 12 public school classroom all across the country, but it's worse. And that's what we're seeing with this Dobbs you know, draft decision. Yes. It's what's at, what's at stake is really our democracy because the separation of religion and government is a core pillar of our democracy. It's, as you said, it's one of the things that our founders got so right and that we all rely on. Frankly, too many of us take it for granted, but we can't anymore. And everybody should, it's my first slacking. everybody who cares about our democracy, about reproductive freedom, about LGBTQ equality, about racial justice, about about freedom without favor and equality without exception should be joining americans united at au.org today we we will take you all because we it's time to show up folks it's time to show up for what we believe in and that's back to your comment john uh about there's some optimism potentially in such a dark moment and that optimism is it is waking everyone up to the surging a very thriving movement of Christian nationalism in this country. That is a minority that is a minority. Right. Right. So the majority needs to now stand up. We need to to vote. We need to make sure that everyone has access to voting rights. And we need to really put our candidates to the task of supporting nothing less than our democracy. Otherwise, we're going to see it slip
0: away.
2: This is why I I love what you do. And one of the things that I do in my material and and, and here and on TV is that, you know, I I don't take the atheist point of view. I I try to take the what does the Bible actually say point of view? What does the Constitution actually say? Because these religious freedom cases, as they're called, are almost always in our media presented as religion versus religion haters. Right. And if you support the church and state separation, well, then you're a religion hater. How has that been playing out in these cases we've been talking about?
1: I am so glad that you asked me that question, because I actually wanted to raise something Um, in the Bremerton case. So in the Kennedy v. Bremerton case, and again, Americans United for separation of church and state. AU.org is support, is defending the Bremerton School District in the case. So we argued the case on uh, last Monday at the Supreme Court. Our, our attorney, Richard Katsky, did an amazing job. But here's the thing, John. All of the clergy from the community of Bremerton, where this happened at the public school, it's actually across the Puget Sound from Seattle. All of them that spoke to the Supreme Court in this case through briefs, and there's 10 of them, all were on the side of the Bremerton School District and the Bremerton students. Isn't that saying something about people's misunderstanding of where clergy are? I think that it's one of the number one sort of plays in the playbook of conservatives to call anything that's about inclusion and that's about realizing our promise of equality anti-religion. But it's actually not. So in this case, so now I'm talking about the Kennedy v. Bremerton coach, praying coach case, right? right we right. had all the Bremerton clergy on our side. And so many of them talked about the religious freedom of their neighbors, their their religious minority and non-religious neighbors. But they also spoke about protecting their own religion. There was an American Baptist bishop who talked. hey, I remember the day when the Baptists were the persecuted ones. And that's why for our religious denomination, it's so important to be here. There were Methodist pastors. There was a um, there there was a. Um, a lutheran bishop who signed on to the brief two rabbis an episcopal priest and they did they cited matthew six um yeah you're not not supposed to pray in ostentatious ways they they said if your vision of god is such that you think that he will only he or she or whatever it is will only hear you at the 50 yard line your vision is too small Mm -hmm. i mean they said really beautiful things but of course From Americans United, what we're so proud to do is to join together, as you said, religious and non-religious Americans to fight in the courts and in Congress and in state legislatures and in the public square for our new tagline is our way of saying it, freedom without favor and equality without exception.
2: Before I, I let you go, I want to point out that one third of American teenagers today have no religious affiliation and there's plenty of Jewish Kids who play high school sports, there's Christians who aren't evangelical, um, you know, and there's non Christian prayers that uh, would have to be permitted on these same terms. Even Brett Kavanaugh this week said that these concerns during the oral, oral arguments, he, he said he pointed out every player is trying to get on the good side of the coach. If Brett Kavanaugh is saying that, are you optimistic about the ruling that'll be handed down?
1: It's a tough hill to climb. It really is. So not particularly, it was good to hear him say that, but um, uh, we're, we're witnessing in motion a very challenging court right now. I will say this, in that football coach case, the facts of the case, right? This is a football coach who pressured players to pray. They came forward in the record. So the facts of the case, the laws of our country, and religious and non-religious Americans alike are all on the side of the Bremerton School District. So we haven't fully lost hope, but it's a challenging moment before this court with the way it's appearing to conduct itself.
2: And before I let you go, um, do you have any idea what you think might happen with the Supreme Court ruling on abortion after this leak this week? I think that the very fact the Republican Party is making it all about the leak shows how terrified they are about the unpopularity of this ruling.
1: Yeah, I think a very chill wind blows and all arrows point in the direction of the abolishment of the right to an abortion right now. And all I can say is the story of the the starfish, right? The man on the beach, there were tons of starfish that had washed up onto the shore. He sees this little girl approaching, throwing the occasional starfish into the water. And he says, what are you doing? She says, I'm throwing starfish into the water. He says, you're not going to be able to save all these starfish on the beach. And she said, she tosses one in and she said, see that starfish? I just saved that one. So I think that this is a moment for us all to believe in the power of our voices. I believe our collective actions are greater than the sum of the parts and that we can do this, but we have to band together. We have to show up. Uh, We have to support local abortion funds, and we have to fight Christian nationalism. And one way that you can do that is by joining us at au.org. We'd be so happy to have you be part of our movement.
2: And that's the best way to follow, right? To to just go to au.org and join, or how do we follow AU on social media?
1: At Americans United
2: brilliant Rachel Lazar is the president and CEO of Americans United for separation of church and state she is a superhero and it's so great to have you back please come see us again soon I can't wait to see how these cases play out
1: I look forward to it John take care
2: have a a great evening thank you let me go to Laura in LA who's been waiting forever Laura thank you for your patience
0: Hi, yes. Um, one thing I wanted to say, uh, going on your uh, uh, way to talk to uh, Republican or really right-wing extremists, you always, we can even have a conversation, what's the question you first asked them? President Barack Obama, where do you think he was born?
2: That's one of so my now favorites. Now,
0: I start asking uh, my liberal friend, who did you vote for in 2016? Because if you stayed home because you didn't want to vote for Hillary, we can't even have a discussion anymore, Mm -hmm. not after the last 24 hours. So just putting that out there. And the second thing is, in 2012, I found out when my very life was at risk that my uh, health care system that I went to was owned by the Roman Catholic Church. And now 42% of all of American healthcare systems are owned by the Roman Catholic Church. Mm. And the, the problem was I had uh, tumors on my ovaries at 36 years old. Wow. And the doctor refused to operate on my working oh. ovaries to oh my save God. my life. Amazing. That was Providence Little Company America. Then the closest Amazing. one that I went to in Los Angeles was... Um, Mercy Hospital, they refused, and also I got condemned because I had an IUD. It didn't matter if I signed waiver forms, I wasn't going to procreate, please save my life, take out my ovaries. Women will find out when you only might have moments to live that your surgeon, because of Roman Catholicism, which has made me a very proud atheist of all my years as a Roman Catholic,
2: Yeah. uh,
0: very content atheist, my, my, I might add, but a lot of uh, towns in the United States don't have the luxury of choosing to go somewhere else. And also, you, UCLA has merged with Providence Little Company of Mary. So a public entity has now gone in with their health care system with Providence. Roman you Catholic. know,
2: you 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 reminded me of something um when i was growing up i used to work in a residential home for uh developmentally developmentally disabled kids um you know down syndrome and, and all kinds of uh, wonderful children i did a lot of work in special ed i paid my way through college doing special ed uh on the weekends i'd go back to long island and i would do overnights in a residential home and in the summers i'd work in a summer camp as my as my job and uh it was run by the church which I was still quite Catholic at the time, and it was one of the first times I began to understand the hypocrisy. In the residential home, we had a boys' wing and a girls' wing, and all the girls that lived in this home were They're on paralyzed. the pill. No, they were on the pill. Yeah. Oh. the Catholic Church that is they, so they against paralyzed. the boor- Oh well, no, no, no. I'm not going that far, but I'm saying the Catholic Church no, that is no, so I'm against birth now control. They do. Well, some My have, yeah, died. sure.
0: My husband not for children. And the Roman Catholic resident halls, they call them, of unwanted children that never get adopted or fostered, they uh, do tubal ligations to the female, nothing to the male.
2: Yeah, of course, of course. And again, but what I realized was the Catholic Church was doing this because they were terrified that somehow maybe a boy would get into the girl's wing and a girl would get pregnant, and then the liability they would have. So it was, the Catholic Church was willing to ignore their completely unchristian prohibition against birth control the bible's not against birth control anywhere it never says thou shalt not wear a jimmy hat they were trying to protect their bottom line and avoid embarrassment so they'll preach one thing about birth control being a sin but to protect themselves they'll put all the girls on the pill in this residential home yeah,
0: money. it was a big awesome moment of
2: awakening awesome. for me right on
0: but if i could just ask your listeners i was just looking for a new general practitioner today and before I go into the doctor and say, "This is what's wrong. Can you help me out?" I asked them point blank. Uh, I said, um, "Do you prescribe the Plan B pill?" And if he gives me a dozen excuses, I just get. I said, "You're not going to be able to help me with my health problems. I right got on. I'm way past procreation days. I'm in my." Case. I hear
2: you. And by the way, I, <laughs> I, want, I want to, to tell make, you something. I, I, I get, you get your point.
0: Start asking. You got to make a stand. The doctor that you go to now, you just have to ask he or she, will you prescribe the plan B pill for me? And if they give you excuses, walk out. You have the luxury of finding a different doctor.
2: Right on. I, I want to say uh, I love everything you said. When it comes to people who didn't vote in 2016, I do distinguish between people who didn't vote for Hillary in safe blue states. I, uh, my anger goes for people who were in swing states knew they were in Florida, knew they were in Wisconsin, knew they were in Pennsylvania, and still didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Because I don't want to hear any of those liberals ever complain about Roe v. Wade. Ever.
0: I hear you. And now that you told me about what you did during college, is there anything that you do wrong besides hating your own
2: son <laughs> oh my god no i love my son yes I, I, there's very few no, things i, know, I do I know, I know. there's very I few know. things i do right yeah i i i, I dance so <clears throat> badly they had to designate a whole new form of caucasian male uh i don't do anything right you can ask anyone who's ever had to live with me